0: Jin, my stardust. I can't imagine what you think of me. When I was taken, I faced some bitter truths. I was told that soon enough, Krennic would have you as well. As time went by, I knew that you were either dead or so well hidden that he would never find you. I knew if I refused to work, if I took my own life, it would only be a matter of time before Krennic realized he no longer needed me to complete the project. But did the one thing nobody expected? I lied. I learned to lie. I played the part of a beaten man, resigned to the sanctuary of his work. I made myself indispensable, and all the while, I laid the groundwork for my revenge. We call it the Death Star. There is no better name, and the day is coming soon when it will be unleashed. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? A ship that made
1: the the less than 12 hey everyone, and welcome to Castle One Weekly. My name's Kristen. And I'm Danny. He's Danny.
2: I am Danny. Hi maybe, Danny. Maybe. I don't know. Is this like Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Am I not Danny? Am I you a might, scroll? You might be. I might be.
1: <laughs> so, Danny, lots of good stuff to talk about. Um,
2: Absolutely.
1: So, what's going on in Star Wars news today? Admiral! Receiving transmission from Skerritt.
2: Absolutely nothing. But <laughs> we <we've> found had an <laughs> announcement um, for something that I think is, I mean, as Kessel Run Weekly, that it would be a shame if we didn't talk about. Um, so Star Wars is releasing a smuggler's guide. So kind of like the Jedi Code, Sith Code, and the Bounty Hunter Code and everything that came out a while back, they're doing one for smugglers. Right. Uh, it's basically going to be a journal where it's like, it's, different accounts from different smugglers and thieves and adventurers and things like that, it, to where it's all of their, like, journal entries, I guess. So, I don't know. It sounds really cool. Apparently, on October 30th, uh, the Deluxe Edition is coming out Ooh. with lights and sounds. What? Fancy. Yeah. Well, so, with the, the Jedi Code, stuff like that, like, they actually had, the Deluxe Editions had these housings that were not robotic, but, like, they would house the book, and it would shoot the book out. Kind of like a holocron or something like that. Like It's extra, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) it sounds really,
2: really cool. And the one for the Jedi and Sith code, I'll have to show them to you later. But they're really cool looking. So, yeah. Okay. It's October 30th, Smuggler's Guide. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally all of the Star Wars news this week.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: I did hear something that was a little funny i'm trying to think of it nice (laughs) did you did you want to talk about the funny thing
1: um i mean you you know a little bit more about it than i do so i can't really give much insight other than the fact that my my head kind of exploded um
2: (laughs) positively or negatively negatively (laughs) so apparently comicbook.com uh released this thing where uh, kevin smith if you don't know he uh did, uh, he, he's been on a bunch of stuff for some reason it escapes me right now oh, Silent Bob um, Silent Bob is what the, the movie that got him all famous all that kind of stuff um, funny guy he's on comic book men um, he's got a podcast Fat Man on Batman <laughs> which is funny um, but on that podcast he's talking to one of the guys on there and they're talking about who Carrie Russell could be and in short Don't want to bore you with all the details, but in short, he was saying, so it would be cool to bring Ahsoka into the universe, seeing as we don't have Princess Leia stories to tell anymore or anything like that, they're assuming. Um, (laughs) Because, I mean, there's still a lot of Princess Leia to tell. There's Um, a lot of time we still don't know about. Right. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of saying like, okay, well, now that Carrie Fisher is not able to play the role anymore, some strong female lead needs to be in there. I don't know why we're omitting Ray. Um, but they're like, so Ahsoka should make her way to the movies, which I don't disagree with. And then all of a sudden it somehow one thing led to another and he's like, what if Ahsoka is Ray's mom?
1: Lies Deceptions. Yeah, that's why Ray's a human. <laughs> and Ahsoka's not.
2: So they're saying that what if Kerry Russell played Ahsoka? And Ahsoka was Ray's mom, which would explain her ability, all that kind of stuff. Basically going back to the whole thing of everybody freaking out about, oh, she's a Mary Sue, she had little to no training, and all of a sudden she's so powerful. And all this other kind of stuff, like, you don't have to explain it. She's an anomaly in the force, or something like, she's just good at what she does. It's perfectly fine. We see it all the time. So, I I don't know. To me, it, it irritated me a little bit. Because it wasn't necessarily the fact that they were like, oh, Ahsoka should be in the movies. Totally agree with that. But it irritated me because it's it's still that there has to be a reason. Because she's she's a woman. She's a woman lead. Very powerful with no training. She There has to be a reason why she is the way she is. And I'm sure there is a logical explanation. But we wouldn't be questioning this, I feel like, if it was... I mean, well, we weren't when it was Luke. When he would do stuff where it was like, oh, man, how did he learn that? Or how out of nowhere is he that way? We didn't do that with Anakin we did, and all this other kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm not one to get into the whole politics of stuff like that, but it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. What do right. you
1: think? No, I mean, I agree. Uh, not everything has to really be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are just the way they are for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, people- why
2: can't raised parents just be nobodies? Why can't that be it?
1: Right, because it's she not... she did
2: everything on her own and had didn't have to rely on someone else to make her who
1: she is. Right. Because it's unacceptable. Well, it's <laughs> unacceptable, Danny. We won't accept it. <laughs>
2: we will not tolerate this.
1: <laughs> no, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all in for you, like, trying to brainstorm your own theories mm-hmm. and... And we've come, come up, up with,
0: with some with, wild ones. Yeah, some yeah. that
1: are really... I mean, I like to think that ours probably are slightly far-fetched and unlikely, but at the same time, like, it's possible, Mm -hmm. but I think to say that Ahsoka is Ray's mom, who is a complete different species...
2: Yeah. Why can't Ahsoka just be Ahsoka? Right. Why does she have to be attached to to someone in order to produce a Force-wielding child? Like, no. Let let Ahsoka be Ahsoka. We saw Ahsoka the White, basically... At the end of Rebels, and I want to know that story of how mm-hmm. she got there because that was from the time of before A New Hope to at the end where we see Ahsoka the White. That was Return of the Jedi, so or after Return of the Jedi technically. And so I want to see what happened with Ahsoka. Did she help the rebellion? What capacity was she there? So like that. There are other stories to tell rather than throwing her into a story that has really nothing to do about with her at all.
1: Right. Like bring her into the movies great yeah make her part of the rebellion great make her like something awesome like some other female lead that's super super awesome Mm -hmm. but you don't have to throw her in there as somebody's mom or somebody's sister or somebody's brother she's already a great female standalone character on her own you don't have to
2: attack you don't have to justify her
1: no you don't she's (laughs) in the cartoons like you don't have to try to bring somebody random in Mm -hmm. through that like that doesn't even it doesn't even make sense like right so, but, uh, okay. <laughs> I kind of like we need to jump off this rant before it, <laughs> before it the, gets too far. This is
2: this has been our soapbox episode. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, But and again, we're not one, uh, if you've been listening to the show, if you're new to the show, welcome. But if you've been listening to the show, you know that we're not one to really dive into stuff like that. But when I saw that, like, again, just like you said, we're all for crazy theories, and it's fun to speculate, stuff like that, but... I don't know, that felt like something else. And it, it kind of irritated me a little bit. So I was like, mm, no. Yeah. So yeah. So but. cool. So that's all of our Star Wars news and rumors, I guess, for the week so far. And now, our feature presentation. Are you ready to go ahead and jump into our main topic?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. So we are continuing our... Ma- make your own machete order
0: <laughs> basically <laughs> kind of. yeah
1: um and we actually did a poll for you guys um and we went ahead and uh got a little scary there for a minute <laughs> um it was overwhelmingly uh rogue one at first and then the force awakens kind of Took over. Yeah. And the funniest part is we had it on multiple platforms for people who don't follow us on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. And so some platforms would be like, Rogue One, Rogue One, Rogue One. <laughs> like I saw your pitchforks and signs. <laughs> and then it'd be The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And it would start like getting up there.
2: And it was funny because there was only like maybe a couple hours left in the poll and then all of a sudden Force Awakens would pull ahead and like. I mean, we'll be honest, we already watched Rogue One at that point.
1: Well, because Rogue One was, like, what (laughs) everyone... Overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Everyone wanted Rogue One. And then all of a sudden, The Force Awakens started making a little (laughs) comeback thing. We were like... Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> like, but not
2: to worry. Next week will be the Force Awakens, right? So, so yeah.
1: there's no losers, nor are there any winners. <laughs> we, We're very we sorry. all get
2: what we want. You
1: all get what you want. Just <laughs> Rogue One people get it first. Yes. So. <laughs> so if you voted the Force Awakens, just stick with us. Yes, it's coming.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um. So yes. So I I don't know about you, but I know Rogue One is um. I'm trying to think how to word this, because I have my favorite um, originals, but I think Rogue One's probably one of my favorite newer movies. Um, Honestly, I didn't feel that way at first, Mm -hmm. because literally I watched the movie, and I was like, everyone just freaking died. (laughs) Like, how are you even supposed to be happy about that? How is that supposed to be a good ending whatsoever? Yeah. But after going back... Watching this whole machete order in a way, I, pre- I appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it brings a lot to the overarching story because what we've been watching is the Skywalker saga.
1: Right. And
2: so even though this has nothing to do with the Skywalkers, even though our boy mm-hmm. Anakin shows up.
1: <laughs> well, Leia shows up Le- too. Leia
2: shows up too. But it really doesn't have anything Skywalker-centric with it.
1: None of this. Yes. Other than the end, which we already knew about with Leia. Yeah taking the um plans and putting them in the droid and asking mm-hmm. Kenobi for his help no skywalker had anything to do with getting the plans yes or
2: exactly Or building or you know what i mean like yes. all
1: all of it like there all, was no skywalker all is as the
2: force wills it Ooh. that's that's the big theme throughout this entire movie uh i feel like but no you're absolutely right so yeah I'm one with
1: the force the force is with me I'm <laughs> one with the force the force is with me
2: I've been saying that in my sleep, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and you know, it is—it's a really good movie. I really enjoy it. Um, sad. It's still sad every time I watch it, though. It's a little sad, um, just because of everyone dying. <laughs> obviously. Oh, well, definitely. But it's a big damper on everything because they don't all <laughs> die at like one time either. Like it just kind of slowly it, happens. What does this
2: say about me as a person that I was more upset about the droid dying, <laughs> K <K2>. two? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> that it's that one crushed
2: me. Like it crushes me every time yeah. too,
1: because of I think especially it's, how
2: he like starts to power down too. He's well, like, it's called the sacrifice too. It's, it's just more, like,
1: uh. well, it's more of the sacrifice I think to it too, because
2: yeah.
1: obviously droids don't have hearts. Droids don't have. Somewhat are
2: you that. <laughs>
1: well, you know what I mean. I got you. Yeah. Droids don't have feelings necessarily, even though a lot of the droids on here do mm-hmm. imitate like.
2: Imitate personalities.
0: And yes, like they that. do. Yeah. So I'm not going
1: to say they're like heartless like the Tin Man, but <laughs> at the same time, yeah. they're tin. <laughs> Maybe not. They're probably aluminum or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is that the same thing? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't
2: think either one of those metals actually exists in the Star Wars Univ- universe. Probably not. But, but
1: <laughs> they probably don't, but you know what I mean. Pushes
2: glasses up nose, actually. Actually.
1: <laughs> you're wrong. They used a super space metal. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was Danny in case y'all couldn't tell. Oh,
2: thanks. Appreciate that. No.
1: <laughs> but Thank um goodness. But you know what I mean. Like Robots don't normally have feelings. And so to watch him, like, you said, like, he just was trying so hard to keep all the um, troopers away from him. And then how he just, like, locked it down and just sacrificed himself over mm-hmm. that um, big old board in order to lock up the safe. Or, I guess, the... The,
2: the vault. Yeah. Vault, thank you. Yeah. I was
1: like, I know it wasn't the right kind same, of same word. Thing, but but yeah. Same The safe sounded more like. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, just to kind of watch that part, just... It breaks my heart too, and honestly, yeah. I get a little, I get a little tear <laughs> it's right there in the right eye.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So yeah. So in,
2: in in it's something that you know. I don't know. I'm sure I've said it a million times on the show. But Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. So it's on record if it hasn't been already. Um, it's just I don't know. There's something about it. Like it. Like like, like I was telling you when we were watching it. You can put it apart from Star Wars and everything, and it's still a great movie.
1: You're right. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like a. It could be like a standalone movie, Mm -hmm. really and truly. It helps to have that knowledge, especially towards the end, or to even understand why amplifies everything. Yeah, Yeah. everything, why things important. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. because like I said, you know, after going back and doing our rewatch, I appreciate it more Mm -hmm. because of all the knowledge I have about it. Mm -hmm. But. I know I've, Rogue One was probably, was Rogue One probably one of the first movies, Star Wars movies that I saw with you, probably?
2: Um, it came out after The Force Awakens, so you would have seen all of the other ones because we, we watched them all up to The Force Awakens for you, so that way you were caught up before you watched that one, but okay, it would have been the second one you saw in theaters. Okay, I can yeah. remember
1: Force Awakens came out before or after that's yeah. why I got a little confused, and I was like, "Wait a second.
2: Yeah, Force Awakens reignited the entire ed-
1: right everything. Yeah, right. Well, I knew, um, I knew probably at that point I haven't actually sat down and watched a full Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. If I did, it probably was a New Hope, mm-hmm. and I probably didn't enjoy it <laughs> because you forced all the Star Wars movies on me. I'm just kidding for the better. <laughs>
2: Your life is better for it. It
1: is. I can't disagree. But I'd just like to joke with you about it. So, <laughs> but I couldn't remember which one, but mm-hmm. it is, it's really good. And, um, and I like that it kind of stands on its own. Like, you don't have to be yeah. this hardcore, like, cosplay, yeah, book reading, comic reading, yeah. like, all no cartoon watching Star Wars fan <laughs> in order to watch this movie. Like, you, no, can, be, you can just
2: enjoy it for. It being a movie, right? Yeah,
1: and I, dare I say it, Danny? You dare? Dare I say it, Danny? <laughs> I really think this could be a really good beginner movie to get people into Star Wars, huh? Because it's kind of the beginning when you think about it, right? Because you have to watch. Okay. You don't have to, but this kind of sets New Hope mm-hmm. at the end. It kind of starts a New Hope.
0: Ooh,
2: it gives Vader an even darker entrance too, right? Because I mean that his. Initial entrance in A New Hope is still kind of jarring, like, oh, gosh, who is this guy? But imagine your first introduction to Vader ever is seeing him in that hallway with his red lightsaber lit up, slaughtering folks.
1: (laughs) Right. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but, like, it took me a minute. It took me watching um, Revenge of the Sith for me to even, Mm
0: -hmm. and that
1: was a really action-packed, like, kind of movie for me to really jump into Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, I think it could be a good starter one. I would be interested to see.
2: Because we do have a few family members that haven't uh, seen the movies yet. Right. So I would be interested to start them on that one and see, like, I don't know. It kind of ends on a bummer, though. <laughs> the only thing.
1: Know, that's what I was thinking, too. It does, <laughs> because a lot of people die.
2: Well, it doesn't technically end on a bummer. It ends with Leia.
1: Technically. in Hope. But
2: but everyone dies. <laughs> they do.
1: and um, But I think, I think what could kind of come of that, too, is once we kind of get them through the first few of them, mm-hmm. is just for them to realize, like, how much people were willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. for the rebellion. Absolutely. And how much it meant to people. Because, obviously, people, which, I mean, you probably saw at the movie, too. Like, they were like, no, we can't go. It's mm-hmm. it's too it's too risky. Right. Essentially. And then all these people just, like, show up and they're like, we're going to go with you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't really care. We're going. like mm-hmm. So these people were obviously willing to risk their lives for something they didn't even know if it existed.
2: Well, let's talk about that, too, because that's one thing that I feel like is just crazy cool about Rogue One, is the morality of the rebellion in the Empire. Um, um, yes. It really, really blurs that line for a moment, um, because we we always see the side of like, Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, the, the clear good guys. Leia. Yeah, Leia, and, and all them. Like You see the, these rebel leaders that are Obviously, they want to do the right thing. And then there's General Draven, (laughs) who's like, hey, Cassian, forget everything you just heard in there. We're killing the dude. Right. Pop him off. We're done. see him, (laughs) kill him. Yeah. Which, here's my thing. So, it kind of makes me question Draven's motives, because what benefit would it have been to kill Galen if the weapon had already been completed? Right. So, all you'd have done is kill a man inconsequentially like it would have been for nothing
1: i mean the best thing i can come up with would be revenge but at the Mm -hmm. same time like that wouldn't be my thought if somebody built a bomb in my house and they were like hey this weapon like Somebody else has the cell phone over there, mm. and when they get ready, they're going to call and blow your house up. Like, my thought wouldn't be to kill the guy that built it. <laughs> it'd be to keep the guy that built it and make him unbuild it. Exactly. Or to tell that, me how exactly. to disconnect it or yeah. tell me what I could do. Like, to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't. my first thing wouldn't be to kill the guy who built the bomb. Right. maybe like, <laughs> I'd be going after the guy that's got the cell phone. Like, exactly. <laughs> the guy that's holding like the you, weapon. You don't
2: kill the guy who built the Death Star, knows it in and out, and knows every single speck, knows where he put the trap.
1: <laughs> for right? everything but Go, they didn't really realize it was a trap just yet but still still
2: but he knows the ins and outs of everything he if anybody could find a way to do it scarif it would, be... would have not been necessary if they would have just extracted galen right but instead immediately it was assumed galen is evil he's been doing this right he's forget the enemy. everything mon mothma just told you kill him right it's like no, bring him in for Imperial Secrets or something. Right. This dude's deep. Like, like
1: hostage yeah, him. Exactly. Hostage
2: him. <laughs> so, and that's the thing is, I, I so I, I wonder, and, and the dark side of, I guess, the theory that I'm going with is what if Draven kind of was double agent? I don't know much about Draven, but what if he had Imperial motives? But then there's the other side of, I think that Draven was just trigger happy. Because in the uh, in in the conference where Jen gives her big speech and everything, Draven's all for open warfare because they're like, dude just attacked a, a imperial base, like he's blowing up bases, he's trying to kill this guy, <laughs> like it's almost like Draven's just like, hey, you know what? Let's just wipe it all out, like right. forget it. We're not asking questions. We're just killing folks. <laughs> so, well,
1: I don't know. I guess uh, hmm. I'm the one that tries to see the good. Mm-hmm. And everyone, what I feel like. So, my thing is, I don't think he was, like, double agent. I think his thought was, he wasn't thinking about the fact that somebody was trying, or that somebody was having to build this weapon against their will, mm-hmm. that this was something maybe he... That it
2: was even possible that that could be the case. Right. Yeah.
1: Like, for mm-hmm. all he knew, he could be standing up there with, um... Oh, God, what's that man's name? Krennic? Yeah. For all they knew... <laughs>
2: For those of you who don't know, she just made a choking motion to describe
1: Krennic. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was about to say, don't choke on your aspirations. But I, c- I can't remember his name. I should remember that. Um. Uh. But <laughs> Krennic, for all they knew, Galen could be standing up there next to Krennic mm-hmm. as they fired the weapon. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to think of someone who's probably lost a lot in the yeah. rebellion and someone who just kind of, I don't know, maybe he didn't see it, but. Someone who probably.
2: Well, it's, it's interesting the way you just said that. It. Someone who lost a lot. So, again, I don't know much about Draven directly as a character, but that could have been a driving factor, I think. Right. Um, the Empire could have. All, all he wants to do is see the Empire burn for whatever it's done. Right. And he's not willing to ask questions. He's just pushed the button. He just blow knows it up. that he's yeah.
1: not on their side, so he's the enemy.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's the if you're not with me, you're against me. So, yeah. Literally,
1: that was (laughs) Anakin, in case you guys didn't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I I could definitely
2: see that. In in talking about how like you don't know if Galen's being forced against her will, all that kind of stuff. So, that's another side of Rogue One that I think is really interesting, is that not only does it play with the morality of the Rebellion, um, with Cassian talking about how he's done things that he never thought he'd be asked to do, all in the name of the Rebellion. All in the name of the he's, dream yeah basically. but he's been in the
1: fight since he was 6 years old exactly it's all he knows
2: exactly which is it's sad it, it it's is. really really sad but you also see briefly the the kind of blurred line of the empire too because before Galen, Lyra and Jen left they were high ranking imperial officers so something triggered them obviously to leave and just to be like you know what go and for whatever reason the empire was like cool dude have a good one.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: it's like they let him go and everything, and like they were good. Because it's not like Galen ran. Like, Krennic showed up at his doorstep like, what's up, bro? Long right. time no see.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> so I have I have different... I don't think Galen necessarily ran, mm-hmm. but I think Galen wasn't where Krennic was, was thinking he was going to be. Because the way when Krennic approached Galen, he was like, farming. I didn't take you for a farmer. Yeah. Or something like that. So he acted like he was surprised that he was there.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: like this wasn't where I pictured you being. Mm-hmm. Like this is where you would best utilize your talents.
2: Gotcha, kind of yeah. thing. And then mm-hmm. he was like, "Well, it's peaceful." Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I right. feel like those are both kind of like little digs at each other. And I mean, in a way. he did
2: show up with a squad of death troopers, so right. maybe it wasn't exactly an amicable breakup. <laughs> right.
1: So I'm not saying uh, he yeah. say ran because I feel like they would have went and found him a long time ago. But I feel like Galen wasn't where Krennick thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. Essentially.
2: Sure. Sure. Um, but I, I did think it was interesting though, cause I mean, and, and I've heard before with when, when they talk about the Death Star blowing up and all this other kind of stuff, how, um, the empire likely spun that to a, a terrorism attack. Cause I mean, for all intents and purposes, it would be from a certain point of view. Um, but not everyone who is for the empire or who works for the empire is inherently evil. It's right. not an entire gang of bad guys It's some people who were just making a living or had no choice, and this was their option to join the Imperial Navy or the Army or anything like that, or the military and stuff like that. And so I thought that was interesting because Galen, Lyra, and Jen, they're not bad people. They just got mixed up in something that they didn't agree with, and we'll assume that that's why they left. Right. So they were Imperial at one point, but that didn't make them bad people, if that makes sense. So I I thought that that was really cool that that's what the the movie plays with a lot. It's just kind of like, yeah, so... Because, I mean, throughout all the other six movies, we're taught to believe Empire bad, Rebels good.
1: Right. (laughs) But I thought there's always that fine line Mm
2: -hmm. there
1: where you always have someone who um, from each team that likes to... Kind of sway in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm not to say sway, but you know what I mean? Like you, It's hard to find that line sometimes. Well, and just like, just like Draven.
2: So Draven would have been considered, I mean, I, I don't consider him a good guy. He no. may have had good intentions, but he did bad things. Right. He, he made Cassian do things that he didn't want to. That's not what he wanted to do, but it was all in the name of the rebellion. Uh, assassinations, sabota- uh, sabotage, all these other kind of things. Just like that entire squad that was like, you know what, Jen? We're going with you to scare off. Because mm-hmm. this is all we know how to do. Right. And we're going to do this. Um. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's that darker side of the rebellion that you don't think about.
1: Right. Well, you're not exposed to it as much, I think.
2: Oh, definitely. Because otherwise it'd be like, oh, are you good guys? Like, that black ops side, I guess.
1: <laughs> right. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I do agree, though. Definitely, um, definitely that little line there. And you got to. Mm-hmm. Gotta be careful, because like you said, not everyone not everyone who's in the Rebellion is, is good, mm-hmm. but not everyone who's in, in the, the Empire, impi- empire yeah. is necessarily bad or evil. All of them probably are.
2: But but one or the other assumes that one or the other is.
1: Right. Just mm-hmm. naturally. It just so depends yeah. on your situation. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a point of view. It's Right. It depends on what, you know, it could have been, um, and you know, we don't know everything that the Rebels have done
0: mm-hmm.
1: at this point, so I mean, it could have been that the Empire... Um, had taken over somewhere and the rebels were coming in there taking out the empire thinking mm-hmm. everyone there was bad and they could have killed families and the kids survived and he was like, oh, the rebels are bad. Well, and you and know that, what I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: and into to that point too. So, I mean, obviously Palpatine head of the empire, obviously he's bad. Um, so what they're getting the orders top down. So mm-hmm. by the time it gets to the boots on the ground grunt, he's just following orders. He's doing what he's told to do. Right. And just like in solo, actually. Where uh the guy's like oh we're we're liberating this planet and and uh, free of the uh, invaders and Han's like aren't we the invaders isn't this their planet right like that doesn't make sense right so, <laughs> so it, it's kind of I, I feel like it's kind of along those lines of kind of like well this this doesn't make sense like you, you, I get to your following orders and your empire all the way go for it buddy but <laughs> at the same time it's just like mm-hmm. but. Got to question it a little bit. Yeah. Like, but not everybody does. Right. Um But I think that's what makes this such a great story is that it's thought provoking. hmm Because, I mean, first, one of the first scenes in the movie were introduced to Cassian. He kills a man.
1: He does. And I remember um, when we were watching it, I was like, I don't remember him doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which was a, there's a few scenes I didn't quite remember <laughs> um, in this movie.
2: Your Borgullet PTSD. Borgullet,
1: will know the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one, to be exact. I didn't remember that for the longest time. Like I knew Danny was going around going lies, deception, Borgullet, and I just like I just I knew the first two words, but Borgullet just I didn't I didn't even know what that meant, and so I just. I just, I don't know. I just took it, and I was like, "Okay."
2: Your face watching that scene is priceless.
1: Yeah, but it's terrifying. <laughs> Not a lot of stuff gets me, but that's creepy. Yeah. And then you got Saul Guerrero back there going, "Bogalay knows the truth. <laughs> no <you>. lies." Bogalay. <laughs> yeah. The but side
2: is that one tends to lose one's mind.
1: Yes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> see,
2: see, if I was, if I was Bodhi. That thing coming out of the darkness the way it did, all tentacles, all that kind of stuff. Dude, you wouldn't have even had to touch me and be like, man, I will tell you anything you want to know. I don't care. Like, all of it. Hook me up to something else, please. Anything but Mr. Octopus on the ground. Like, let's not do this.
1: (laughs) It was me that farted. The dog didn't do it. Yes, I beat the bed till I was seven. No, I never ate my broccoli. I fed it to the cat.
2: Like, no joke, like, all you'd have to do is just show me Borgullet, and I'd be like, bro, we don't even have to lie to each other anymore. I'll be completely honest with you. Would you you
1: like my social security (laughs) number? Exactly. Four. (laughs) Three.
2: (laughs) But it was just kind of like, like, that scene is just creepy. And I know a lot of people actually don't like that scene, feel like it's unnecessary and stuff. And yes, it's not, like,
1: consequential
2: to the movie, but... It's
1: not, but here's my thing, is... When you really pay attention and watch it, when they first talk about Saul, they're talking about how he's like an extremist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was that not pretty extreme?
2: It's extremely extreme.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and that's why they said that they kind of had to like cut ties with him because he was causing issues within the rebellion mm-hmm. because he was wanting to do it his own way. Yeah. And so he doesn't trust anyone. hmm So he can't tell if this dude is with the Rebellion or with the Empire. He's going to yeah. figure out the truth and he's got a Borg Gullet that's going to do it for him. <laughs> so forget the torture. Forget the cutting off the toes and the pinkies and, and the nails until you finally reveal the truth, but he, he's got a creepy looking thing. He, he's things. got an
2: octopus monster that's going to co- yeah. make you tell the truth.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I mean, make <laughs> yes, you lose your mind. Yes, it's kind of unnecessary in a way, but it's pretty extreme given Saw's History. And if you don't
2: know Saul prior to this, because Saul was actually first introduced with his sister Stila in the Clone Wars. Yes. So if you don't know Saul prior to this, yes, this is extreme. This you you get the the idea that Saul's a little off his rocker. Like he's he's been through a little bit. He's not exactly the best. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Pretty accurate, wasn't it? That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) Those of you who don't know, it was was his little breathing machine. (laughs)
2: His his I want to be like Vader machine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. He wasn't quite as robotic. Not quite. (laughs) You could still see his face. Yeah. His head was there.
2: So, what did you think when Jen finally met Saw again and. He was like today
1: of all days. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you could tell this dude. Was Are you about here to, to kill me? <laughs> you could tell this dude was about to lose it because first
2: he is the definition of tinfoil hat.
1: He kind of is in a way, <laughs> and you could tell he's super paranoid because mm-hmm. he's got all these things happening at one time. Because he first he had the pilot. Mm-hmm. Second, it was the um, hologram yes. from Galen, mm-hmm. and then. I feel like it was probably like literally just moments moments later. Like (laughs) Hogan goes off. Saw's like, what did I just watch? And then Jen walks in the room. (laughs) Yeah. What the (laughs) fudge? I think I'd have been a little skeptical too because like, what is this all about? Mm -hmm. And I kind of honestly like Jen's reaction though because you can tell she's like, She's doing it for her father, but at the same time, she's so mad at him because she's like, "You left Absolutely. me, you abandoned yeah. me." And he was like, "You were my best fighter. You were fifteen, I think, I think so, yeah, 15 or sixteen or something like that." Mm-hmm. She was right there in that age. I yeah. can't remember exactly what age they say, young. but yeah, she's just young <laughs> teenage, yeah, still. And she's like, "You abandoned me. You left mm-hmm. me. You gave me, I think, a blaster and a
2: yeah, a blaster and a knife." It was
1: like. He's out. <laughs> right. So she's really angry about that situation. Definitely. Us girls don't look up anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so, and that actually bring, brings us to a scene where she's talking about, uh, where, where Saul's talking to her. She's He's like, you care nothing for the cause. And she's like, no, they wanted an introduction. I'm out. And he's like, so you could stand to see the empire Empire's flag wave over the galaxy. She says, it's not a problem if you don't look up every single time like I've seen this movie hundreds of times like literally. That's not, that's he's not, not, not exaggerating <laughs> this is probably my most watched Star Wars movie um, um, funny
1: fact too when we got ready to watch it Danny was like I'll do my best not to quote it <laughs> that is literally the warning he gave me you know how some movies will be like warning graphic violence drug <laughs> that- use you. So you know what I mean like yeah. they'll give you that little warning thing Danny was like Danny's warning was like I'll try not to quote it <laughs> Thank you. I think. I don't want
2: to ruin it. Like, I just, I don't know. I really, really enjoy this movie. And I'm the same way with Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Uh, That's my favorite Marvel movie. So, Guardians and Rogue One, I've seen them literally on repeat. Like, I'll just put them on as background noise, but... It's not background noise I'm I'm watching it. So it he's is, like
1: watch?
0: Yeah. Work. Exactly.
2: Watch. Work. <laughs> More watching than working. But yes.
1: <laughs> oh, now you finally admit it. Oh. That's why the kitchen's still dirty.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, every, every single time I hear that line, the it's not a problem if you don't look up, like I don't know, it just it hits me in the heart hard. Like it just it hurts. Because, like, it, it gives you the entire state of where Jen is at in this point. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, she's just like, you know what? I don't care. Whatever happens to me, happens to me. I'm done. I, I don't care what you and your rebellion want to do. Count me out of it. I'm hurt. I mean, basically, she's just hurt. Like, n- nobody wants her, is what has how she feels. Right. I mean, even with Cassian, I mean, Technically, she's a prisoner of the Rebellion, but even he doesn't want her there. K2 doesn't want her there either. I see the council sending you to us to (laughs) Jeddah. I think that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And so does Cassian. See, I'm doing it now. (laughs) But still. (laughs) But yeah. So I I don't know. That's that's among many of her impactful scenes. I think that's really a hard one.
1: Yeah, it is. I agree. Um, Because it does. It definitely... Gives you a little more insider of uh who, not to say who she is, but mm-hmm. I guess kind of where she stands mm-hmm. on it because obviously she's not one, she's not for one or the other. Um, because as she says in there, that both of them have kind of ruined her life in mm-hmm. a way, yeah. So the empire
2: took her family away from her and Saul left her, right? Like to her in from her point of view, it comes back again oh, from point her point of view, of view, she was left for dead. He mm-hmm. gave her a loaded blaster and a knife and peaced out. So, I mean, like, you can't... It, it, like From where she stands, she doesn't have a place in the galaxy. Right. Um, but I really love it, though, when Jen finds her stride. Um, mm-hmm. Once she sees Ga- Galen's message to her and the, the My Stardust. Every time he calls her Stardust, I'm just like...
1: Oh. I know. <laughs> Stop getting the onions. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, um, I know. That's a really... Um, yeah. That makes me want to cry every time he calls her that too.
2: Well, it's a, so a little issue I have with <laughs> with his message. So I mean, I get I get the purpose of it, but he, he goes through and he unloads about how much he loves her and how much he misses her. And he thinks of her every day, all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And surely, obviously, Galen wouldn't have known that they were gonna fire the Death Star on Jetta at that moment. But it's like he goes through and tells her all this, and all of a sudden, he's really quickly trying to say. By the way, there's a flaw in the Death Star, I put it there, it's so small, they don't know, it's it's a huge flaw, it'll blow it up, and da 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 and then literally, like, you see Jen just on the ground the whole time, just sobbing, it's just like, t- trying to take in all this information, and she's right. just like, you literally just ripped my heart out of my chest, because I miss you, I love you, haven't, haven't seen, seen you in you. years, and now you're yeah. expecting me to remember where your super flaw is?
1: Right. <laughs> like. It's it's a miracle she does. Because yeah. honestly, like... after like you see her,
2: she looks gutted. Like, she's just kind of like... It
1: does. The man was just yeah. like, my stardust. Yeah. My gin, if you're still out there. <laughs> I love you. I think about you every day. Yeah. Like...
0: And, and I get why he did her, her that. Look, yeah. Broke
1: her heart in a way. Because, yeah. I mean, you're her dad. Like, she hadn't seen you for all she... And at one point, I think it really breaks my heart, too... One of the things she says is she likes to think that he's dead. Yeah. Because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Because she knows that. She knows that he's not intentionally trying to stay away from her. Mm-hmm. But, like.
2: Doesn't make it hurt any less. Yeah. But yeah. I guess.
1: I don't know. I'm not sure how much of it she knows, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she knows I mean, she the Empire took him. All- yeah. But does she know he's building that? Like, does she know.
2: I'm sure she knew that he had a part in some project because I mean she lived in whatever imperial installation with him.
1: Right. Well, how much does she remember though cuz she was still a kid. True. Like yeah. did we get an age of how how old she was when uh everything Actually, happened? it's funny that
2: you say that. I think cuz from what I understand um I'm trying to remember cuz I remember reading something where it was I want to say it was somebody from the Lucasfilm story group. That said that Jen and Han were the same age when they were uh, when, at the beginning of their movies. So the, Or no, not the same age. They happened at the same time. So him being uh, a uh, scrum rat um, on the streets of Corellia at the very, very beginning when he steals mm-hmm. the coaxium, all that kind of stuff. And Jen having her parents taken away, those moments happened simultaneously. Okay. So I guess that's that's what I'm more so remembering. But as far as age goes, I mean, I wouldn't say she's more than 9 years old, nine ten years I old. I don't
1: know if I'd even say that old. Really? Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, because well, I guess I don't know how old she is either. No. Because oh, yeah. I think at one point, they like she says something when she first gets to the rebellion, and they ask, how long has it been since you saw your father? I think she mm-hmm. says like 16 years or something crazy. Yeah.
2: So it has been. Yeah, it has been a minute. So yeah.
1: Yeah. But then when they ask her how long has it been since she saw saw, she goes... Several years, something like that. So yeah. I don't know. There's no. I'm. I'm sure there's a timeline up there. If we looked for it, but just, it's coming um, up again.
2: We got to get you a timeline. Yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> but as of this moment, I don't know. But i Honestly, I was gonna say like seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say seven okay. or younger, honestly. Yeah. So I'd imagine. Seems like they've been living on that farm pretty good for a minute. So I would have mm-hmm. said she was at least probably five. Yeah. That flashback, maybe. Probably. Yeah. So I don't know. It just makes me wonder how much of that she really remembers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How much does she actually knows that happened and everything too? So right. there's none of that. But I mean, and that's the thing is like it's it's really cool in this movie seeing Jen deal with her her grief and her hurt right. and and things like that because you see that sh- that shift from her where she goes from the it, it it's not a problem if you don't look up to after she gets her father's message she sees her father on the platform at Edu. Um, which is heartbreaking in the least, uh, um, stop it, Matt, Mads Mickelson, his, his dead body pose is awful. He's <laughs> just like, awful. I have never seen anyone be like, all right, all right, actor, whatever your name is, um, uh, play dead. And he, he like curls up and everything like shrivels up. And I'm just like, like, I don't know, like to me, the way he did that, like, even though he wasn't like doing much, like, yeah, he's sitting here like clawing it. I don't know. But just the way he was laying, it just, I don't know, it, it made my skin crawl. Just
1: the hands. I remember yeah. I was about the hands to you, and you were like, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, from the time that he she sees him for the last time on Edu, which, by the way, last words to her was, I have so much to tell you, that killed me.
1: I mean, Because she's like,
2: I have you back, I have you back, and then I have so much to tell you. And then he dies. Right. And then I didn't realize that she was pleading with Cassian to take him with them. Um, Subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. Because she's like, no, we can't leave him. We can't leave him. I never noticed that before until then. And that hurt even worse. Right. Thanks, Jen. (laughs) Or Star Wars. Whoever wrote that. Thanks. Appreciate (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That part is really heartbreaking. He just, I mean, he should just opt for I love you. (laughs) and they're not have so much to tell you yeah dude she's got so much to tell you too yeah. like she hadn't seen you in years like i think
2: he was just happy to see her is what it was because finally he got to see her because he didn't know if she was alive or not uh he made that clear in his message right and so to see someone that you pretty much assumed may be dead to be there it's just like i'm so happy to see you i have so much to tell you and I mean, obviously, I'd imagine he had more time. Man, this is depressing right now. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that that point right there for Jen um, is a huge turning point for her. Because before, no, she cared nothing for the cause. No, it had nothing she to do did. with her.
1: But, and, she, but yeah. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're But, okay. um, but I think one of the things that kind of helped turn her around too is she realized that her father wasn't the enemy. Mm hmm. Um, everyone had been sitting here thinking, like, this dude's building this giant weapon, like, he's trying to kill us all, like, it's going to be the fall of the rebellion, like, mm-hmm. da 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 But Turns out he was doing it because he knew they'd build it without him. Absolutely. And he was smart enough to build a flaw mm-hmm. within the weapon he built that was so small that nobody else would notice it but him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That no one knew it was there but him. Right. So, yeah. So, Absolutely.
1: and that's exactly what he, that's why he had to get a message out about mm-hmm. it. And that's why, and I think in her eyes, all of a sudden, like, instead of seeing her father as someone, I mean, cause like I said, you don't, we don't really know what she remembers and the fact that she hadn't seen her father in so long. Like, yeah. does he think she, he abandoned her? Like, I know he, she probably remembers her mom dying mm-hmm. and all. So she probably, I mean, she saw well, that.
2: And that's backstory that I would be really interested in knowing too, be, to find out. What what has Jin been doing? So obviously she was with Saul's rebels for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's she been up to? Right. Um. W- what internally is she feeling about her father, her mother, and all that kind of stuff? So I mean, she was there when her mother died. Um. So she right. saw that happen. Um. But
1: right. So I don't I'd know. like to get a little before that too. Honestly, Absolutely. I'd like a little um.
2: And like a comic or something. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I like a <laughs> little short. um Galen mm-hmm. in um. Uh, Ly- Ly- Lyla? Lyra. Ly- Lyra. Thank yeah. you. I, I was new. It started with L. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like a little bit of like, not maybe a whole bunch, because I don't want like a complete flashback, like when they're kids mm-hmm. or something, or when they got married, but maybe of like how they got into the Empire. Like, what was it for them?
2: Well, there is a book that's a prequel to Rogue One that I haven't read. And I know you haven't read yet. It's Catalyst. Um, I've heard it's really good. So I that's one that we could maybe dive into soon. To maybe. To see. So that may have more information on there as well. Okay. So yeah.
1: So now I'm a little curious about Lyra.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. She'd be she'd be very interesting. Um, which speaking of Lyra, so we're doing the Han Han right now.
0: <laughs>
1: um, did you not just say Lyra today? No, me? Lyra. My bad. Like Lyra. Lyric, Lyra. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Lyra, right. it's a miracle. She's back from the dead. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's one of my favorite <laughs> lines for so funny too.
2: <laughs> oh, look, it's Lyra back from the dead. It's a miracle.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's such a little turd. <laughs> he really is.
2: Like, I, I can honestly say that next to Thrawn, Krennic's probably one of my favorite Imperials because <laughs> just the sarcasm and stuff like that and then how worked up he got um, when Tarkin started pushing his buttons. Where he's like, What you stand here against my achievement, not my- yours. Not yours! Yeah, like, I mean, he just threw his fit, and literally Tarkin, it was almost, it, I mean, Tarkin was 20 steps ahead of him. Because he turns around, and he's like, well, you're failing this as a scientific officer, or what got you here? And then he was like, no, that that's that's fine, no, it, the breaches have been sealed. He's like, I don't know, because uh, it came from Edu, uh, Galen Urso's facility, and that's when he's like... Well, freaking crap, man. Like, what are you talking what? about? Right. <laughs> and so it's it's like Tarkin has him in the palm of his hand the entire time. He does. Which creeps me out. <laughs> but but
1: yeah. we got a little off track there. Yes, back to yes. Lyra.
2: But yes, <laughs> back to Lyra. Dang
1: it! <laughs> I'm never gonna get her name right. She's gonna get, she's gonna get a new name. She's gonna get a new
2: name. Jen's mom. <laughs> Jen's mom. That's all it um, is. I can't. So so this is what interested me about Lyra, and I kind of mentioned to you while Jen's we were mom, watching it. Right? Yes, Jen's <laughs>
1: mom. I'm telling you, like you can say it all day, but I'm not gonna remember. <laughs>
2: um <laughs> what was interesting about Lyra, Jen's mom. Thank you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um was so at the beginning of the movie, um, when she sends uh when she sends Jen off she gives her that kyber crystal necklace. Mm-hmm. And she says, trust in the force.
1: Yes, I found that very interesting too. And I think I actually was like, hmm, mm-hmm. Danny. <laughs> hmm,"
2: Because my thing is, so I wonder if, because obviously there are kyber deposits elsewhere. They're mining them from the temple on Jeddah and everything. And so I'd be interested on how that came into her possession. Um, Just because, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously the force is not specific to the jedi only so no. I, I would be interested to see lira's story on how she got that kyber crystal
1: so i almost had a good like little background story for her but then i realized it wouldn't work oh okay because i was gonna say <laughs> what if she's like the daughter of a jedi i mean but jedi aren't supposed to have children Nor be in relationships.
2: Except for Anakin. He's the exception.
1: Not really. Rules don't
2: apply to him.
1: (laughs) His was found out a little too late. A little bit. A little bit. And then he kind of was no longer a Jedi anyway. Let's let's
2: be real, though. You really think he's the first Jedi? No. To ever... I'm just wondering,
1: like... You know, or I don't know. Maybe there was somebody once they left it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just trying to think, like, maybe it was from... Her father, or her mother, who were Jedi of some sort, or mm-hmm. within that realm of it, and she got it. And I was—I don't know—I was gonna say maybe she, you know, because a lot of kids want to be like their parents, and maybe she was like, "I'm gonna be a Jedi." That's why mm-hmm. she got the necklace, and then she traded her life from being. Well, I guess if she was a Jedi, though, she probably wouldn't have gone with the Empire, in a and, way. and
2: it probably wouldn't have been as easy to kill her. I mean, <laughs> why well, didn't say she had yeah. force
1: training? I didn't say she was like Jedi and training. I'm just saying, like maybe that was the path she wanted, and then she was like, "No, I want to have a family. Like that's not the life I want." That's all I was getting at. But I don't know. Like I said, it's out there. I'm not saying like, "Oh, this is totally it, y'all." I read it. Like this is like this is it. This is what I'm saying. Like, why aren't you listening? Like, but I'm just. It was just a thought. Didn't say it was legit or real. I was well, just trying to like. Well, I thought about it too. On. So
2: so technically, Lyra would have been alive during the Clone Wars um, with the age that she was. I mean, we don't know her exact age, but guesstimating. 30? Maybe early something 40s? like that. And so she's in early, early Empire stage right now. Mm-hmm. So she would have been alive during the Clone Wars. What if it was something that she got from a Jedi general or something like that? Don't know. All theories. Probably not very good ones. But. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. That'd yeah. be, be something that's cool about it. Is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is like, here we have this lady who, as far as we know, has no ties to the Jedi mm-hmm. whatsoever, has a Kyber crystal, and then gives it to her daughter and tells her to trust the Force.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, but that's not something we just hear like random people say throughout the. Especially
2: this. in my era.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying I mean, too. Yeah. Like, Yeah, if you're like. The Jedi and stuff, yes, of course, they're like, trust the force, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But there's no like civilians running around saying, trust the force, mm-hmm. trust the force, you know what I mean? Right. Like,
2: there's something There's something interesting there, right? Sure, I think the force is with me, and I am with the force, and I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Um, but I want to talk about the force, chirret, and bays, and everything the guardians okay. of the wills, so. So, like I said in the, at the beginning of the episode, the, the big theme, I feel like, in this movie is all is as the Force wills it. Mm-hmm. Because we have Jen and Lyra trust the Force. Right. Um, the first time we meet Chirrut, he's like, I-, I fear nothing because all is is the force wills it. Mm-hmm. We see that in action on Scarif <laughs> where he's literally like blind man walking out into fire and we see how accurate these Death Troopers are. <laughs> like, old bro kind of peeks around the corner and gone, Boom! popped off right there. So, with Chirrut, I mean, he just walks straight out and then all of a sudden it's kind of, in. in it, it I know that it's more of to like, Addressing what people consider plot holes, where stormtroopers have terrible aim, stuff like that. But I think it's cool to to put it into that Force perspective, because mm-hmm. all was as the Force wills it. Right. Um, the Force obviously took a side <laughs> in this movie. It chose the Rebels and let things happen the way it progressed.
1: Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Why is that? Because... I'm not going to say the Force can choose something. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Force is a being that can choose one way or another. It's it's a...
2: Well, the other side of that, why weren't the Death Troopers able to hit Cherit then?
1: Because Cherit was the Force. Cherit was able to deflect those just like how he was able to be blind and fight like 20 Stormtroopers <laughs> without getting hit. Yeah. Because he could feel what they were doing and mm-hmm. see, like see through the force essentially so maybe he was because i mean, just, like force, you, just like how just like how you okay. could like deflect something with your force powers maybe that's essentially what he was mm-hmm. he became the force so he was able to deflect what was coming at him
2: see and i, I never considered it as is a a thing that he was manifesting or using because of the way that he talked about the force. Because he never, he never talked about it in a sense. Like, even with the stormtroopers, he didn't force push them. He didn't force choke them. He didn't do anything in the force with them. Well, he was just able to see and was able to act quicker because he could see through the force.
1: Right. He used the force different. Mm-hmm. He didn't manipulate it, I think, in I a think way. I think that's the
2: big thing. Yeah. Is, yeah.
1: He didn't manipulate it in order to necessarily hurt anyone. Yes, he did beat the crap out of the Stormtroopers. <laughs> so, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yes, he did. But he didn't force choke. He didn't force push. He didn't, like, do anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and honestly, even though he walked out the middle of those dudes, he <laughs> essentially fought in self-defense, though. I mean, he was a freaking blind man. Like, what did you really <laughs> think he was gonna do?
2: I love the Stormtroopers. <laughs> He's blind. Is, Is he, he deaf? deaf? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you start right there but, i mean he was just you know he got up from there he was like let them pass mm-hmm. whatever and that's when he got all into his like his force powers And he was like "Ha!" Ah! well see so, and so
2: in in that like so when he was fighting them to me it wasn't necessarily he was accessing anything but it was more of that he had kind of tapped into the knowledge that was already there kind of right so the flow of the force it was kind of like cool i'm keyed in and then right, now I like have you... this ability to see what's about to happen. I can act quicker. I can see things being a blind man, stuff right. like that. Like it's not like you so have yeah. to sit
1: there and meditate but on there it was, for a minute. But there wasn't,
2: so. I, I liked how you said that. There wasn't manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Jedi, even though they are, the good guys, they, they they do manipulate the force and right. they use it to their advantage. The same thing as the Sith. Whereas I know that you, you've talked about that you you don't feel like the force is light or dark, right? Um, the force just is, right? And I, I in all honesty, with the way Cherit accesses it, I I agree with you.
1: I think Cherit, 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 yeah, is probably the purest way the force that we've ever seen, and I think it's the way the force was supposed to be used.
2: As a, as an aid, not as a At, weapon. Yes, because yeah. both
1: the Jedi and the Sith use it as a weapon. You're right. And he didn't, mm-hmm. even though he did use it to defend himself against the stormtroopers when it became necessary. Right. But it's not like he went out looking for trouble and then used the Force on mm-hmm. people or used the Force to blow something up or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I think his was the purest way we're ever going to see the Force be used. Well, maybe not. Well, and that's the thing I feel like it was
2: more of the time, the, the Force. He allowed the Force to use him, I think, is more of what it okay. was. So not necessarily that he became the... Because uh, Obi-Wan kind of has the same thing, where his his stance and his motions when he fights, he allows the Force to fight for him. Right. Um So it gives him kind of that preemptive knowledge of where to be, and so okay. he just kind of allows the Force to become him. And so I think that's what Chirrut was doing, is it wasn't necessarily, yeah, I'm a great fighter, so I'm going to use the Force. It was... I am one with the force.
1: Right. We are a symbiotic
2: relationship. That makes sense. I'm one with the force. The
1: force is with me. Right. like They are one in the same. So he's going to allow the force to use him just the same as. And
2: and to use the analogy. So, I mean, uh, when you and I got married, one of the things that our preacher that married us said, the the, the two become one. Right. And I feel like that actually is.
1: I'm the force. (laughs)
2: <laughs> are you by force?
1: <laughs> yeah, to force you to do things.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Clean dishes. Do your laundry.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, goodness. I walked into that one. You did. It um, funny.
0: <laughs>
2: but, I mean, it's, I, I feel like that's kind of Chirrut's relationship with the Force, is that he's connected to the Force. He knows how to connect to the Force, and he and the Force are there as one, not... I'm using you for anything, it's, I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. Right. And so I think that's really, really cool, um, seeing the Force being displayed in that way. In all honesty, in this movie, I feel like the the Force has never been more tangible than it is in this movie, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's just kind of like, man, because if there's any movie to watch to understand the Force, I think this is the one.
1: Right. But... I don't know, you just brought so many things to light for me. I feel like because so. really up until we had this conversation, I just kind of thought that the Jedi were the only ones using the Force the right way. But when mm-hmm. you think about it, like if that's the way the Force is not necessarily supposed to be used, like we said, it's it's a way of you using it and using you in a way like more of right. the Force then, like we you know we said the Jedi mm-hmm. and the Sith are both using the Force. They're manipulating it mm-hmm. in a way. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So they're they're utilizing as weapon. In in all honesty, I mean even though Luke gets a lot of crap in The Last Jedi, he was right. The Jedi needed to end. The Sith need to end. Whatever Kylo has become needs to end. Like, all of this manipulation of the Force needs to end because it's not what it is. Like Yoda says, it's it surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds us together. All of those things, it is you. It becomes you. It's one with you. And it gets it.
1: And maybe... That's why the force is unbalanced.
2: Mhm. Cuz it's because it was never meant yeah. to
1: be used in the way it's being used. So even if there's Jedi and even if there's Sith, mm-hmm. the force will still be unbalanced.
2: Just because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Kaboom my mind.
2: <laughs> so cool. yeah.
1: So yeah, we want we want y'all's thoughts on that cuz I feel like we just dropped a heavy load there. <laughs> And we want to know what you think about the Force. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I feel like we, I feel like we need to go sit down with somebody who, who <laughs> d- wrote about the Force. You just like,
2: got, like, really philosophical on that. I feel like
1: we did. And I, I, I don't necessarily want to say I want to know if we're right, but...
2: Your, your mind is visibly blown. I can see it on your face right now.
1: It is. I feel like I just had this new revelation that I didn't know we could even hit mm-hmm. with this. Because, like, as soon as you were talking about that's why they need to end, I just kept thinking about how... They're always saying that the force is, like, Anakin was supposed to be balanced with the force. but
2: And Luke even mentions, for a time there was, because there was no one opposing Luke. There was no one to go up against, and Luke didn't have to manipulate the force. He right. was able to learn the force. He was able to teach his students and things like that. And so, for a time, there was peace and balance, because there was no one to oppose it. Right. And manipulate it or anything like that. And so...
1: 'Cause it's not like the people that the, use the force are just yeah. going around force pushing people off cliffs for no reason. Exactly. Like they only really have to use it <laughs> when they're like in combat in a way. Right. So
2: Exactly. It's a it's a last resort kind of thing. Because even um Anakin mentions when he's uh floating the little fruit or whatever in front of uh padme in attack of the clones he's like man uh master obi-wan would be so upset with me if he saw me doing this because it's it's misuse of the force mm-hmm. it's it's
1: not I mean, being that's what i'd use it for it. i
2: mean like i'm wearing it there with you I'd, I'd be
1: using it to get some out of the fridge real quick like <laughs> it's like i don't feel like getting up cleaning doing dishes all that like i'd be um oh my god what's that movie where like Everything like in the house starts like cleaning itself, and it's not like the birds or the the deer or anything doing it. So it's not like Snow White. But you know what I'm talking Fantasia? about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't. Like, things wouldn't be alive, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would literally be using the force, and everything would be like cleaning itself. Like <laughs> it'd be amazing. So sorry, I would not use the force the right way either. But at least I. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm not throwing people and choking them.
2: Right, and and, and going back to the balance thing Maybe. and everything, like to. Because the Jedi and the Sith have the same prophecy. They just believe it differently. Right. Because to the Sith, it's annihilating the Jedi. To the Jedi, it's annihilating the Sith. Right. That would. That's what balance would be. However, both of them are wrong. Right. So I think that's the big thing. And so that's, and, and kind of segueing out of Rogue One, that's a lot of why I'm excited about episode nine to see what and who Rey becomes. Because she has this just unaltered, untainted access to the Force, and no one else has ever had that before. And so she's going to be training up a new version of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a whole new way of looking at the Force, period. Just like she right. says, it's more than lifting rocks. So I, I think that that's really important and really, really cool.
1: Right. So I'm excited. We'll see. Yeah.
2: I think that's a good place to end the episode, right? I think right? so, too. I feel
1: like we just did <laughs> a really good... We just did something really good there. I feel like
2: if we say anything else after that, it's not important. Right. (laughs) Except, go follow us on social media.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's important.
2: (laughs) That is important. But yeah, guys, so we're going to go ahead and we'll stop here for our episode. So be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Kessel Run Weekly. Subscribe. uh, Rate and review us if you're on iTunes, if you enjoyed this episode. And tell your friends. Uh, yeah. We love all of the new people coming to listen to us and everything. And we appreciate everything. And also, in the last couple weeks, thank you uh, Ruku Depot on uh, Twitter uh, for reviewing a few of our episodes. Gave us some really great reviews. So, Yay, thank, thank you. you. We definitely appreciate that. And thanks for listening. And so, I think that's everything.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. So, until next time.
2: My name is Danny.
1: And I'm Kristen.
2: And may the Force be with you.
1: Always.